I've I've heard what's a really big thing at the moment is selling pictures of your feet. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, if anybody would want pictures of my feet, welcome to them. <laughs> Iris edition of all my feet look like sloth hands, you know, like the arms of a sloth. <laughs> That's what my feet look like, essentially. Your feet remind me a bit, you know, like in films or something, when you see like death and his hand like comes around the corner, big like bony fingers. <laughs> That's what your feet reminds me of. Thanks, man. Thanks. Always reminds me of that scene in Godzilla, you know, where Matthew Broderick stood in a giant footprint and he doesn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. I'm Gav. I'm Ali. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And this week we continue with our Guilty Pleasures season as each one of the Films on Trial gang picks a film that they enjoy despite feeling that it is not generally held in high regard. And then they put it on trial. This week it is my turn as I put the best video game to movie adaptation of 2005 on trial <laughs> tell me <laughs> i'm not wrong was it the only one that came out uh, no alone in the dark also came out in 2005 <laughs> <laughs> so uh again yeah, of, of only two it's the better of the two anyway uh it's it's doom essentially is it the rock or is it a hard place essentially <laughs> will this film be placed on our esteemed hit list or our steaming shit list Let's find out. But before we do, let's talk about our last trial, which was the first film of our guilty pleasure season, as we put the 1998 fantasy drama, What Dreams May Come, on trial. Alex, you judged that trial and you deemed that it should be placed on the shit list? Hit list. Hit list. Oh, okay. Surprising. The hit list. Now, you've since gone away and you've watched that film. Did you make the right call? Yes or no? Um, no, again, to be honest, <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, it, you know, there's a there's a difference between like tugging on your heartstrings and then what what dreams may come. Do you know what I mean? Just it's tugging just, generally. Oh god, it's just it's just overdoes it. It's uh, visually stunning. You know what I mean? I, I, about halfway through, I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, this is fantastic. And then it just gets lost in its own myth making and just these sort of sort of hallmark script stuff. So. It was an interesting film. It was really good sets and stuff like that. The trip into hell was amazing. Brilliant art direction, but just wasted on this kind of pretty saccharine uh, nonsense. And, and Robin Williams not at his best. So um, sorry, Dave. I think you should feel more guilt than pleasure about that one. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I don't feel like I've got one right in a very long time. You know, every time I go away and uh, when I put a film on the hit list or the shit list, I just I'm not. I don't think I'm a very good judge. And uh, yeah, what dreams may come adds to the tally <laughs> well it's a shame that you're not judging this one because <laughs> i mean obviously this has got hit this written all over it <laughs> i'm i'm right here gav i'm judging this one and i'm listening <laughs> okay so this week as i said before it's my turn to pick a guilty pleasure and as i said i have picked the 2005 sci-fi action horror doom so why have i picked this you might ask me is it because I genuinely enjoy the film? Is it because I remember it being much, much better than it actually is? Or is it because I got it mixed up with another film? Can it not be all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> seriously, though, seriously, I like this movie. And I think that people were unfairly harsh on it at the time that it was released. And I think looking back at it now, from 2023, it's actually pretty good. And I'm going to be trying to argue that case today. So moving on to the trial, all of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random, apart from me, of course, as I will be defending it. And all of today's insults are descriptions of video games that have taken from real reviews and or their insults that I've just come up with because I couldn't find one that was cutting enough. So you've got to figure <laughs> out which is which. <laughs> anyway, uh, acting as defense and trying to get this film placed on the hit list, as I said before, will be me. And I'm just like The Sims, easy to pick up and use, but slightly addictive and voyeuristic. <laughs> <laughs> and joining me 
will be Aussie. And Aussie is just like sing star. When people have had too much to drink at a party, he's there waiting in the corner to be used. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Do these get worse or is that is that as bad as it gets? Like, It might be the worst one. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. And acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list is Alex. And Alex is just like Pokemon Red or Blue, engaging for children, but with layers of depth to hook in adults as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw Alex close his eyes after the line, engaging for children. <laughs> yeah, just... Okay. I, I, I thought that was, a, that was quite a nice one for a change. I thought, you know, I'd throw a curveball in. It, it would have been as well, but you just talked about Aussie being in the middle of a party in the corner of a room. So it's, it, it, you know, I mean, you switch gears very quick there. Yeah, I like to keep you all <laughs> on your toes, guys. I like to keep you on your toes. And joining Alex will be Joel. And Joel is just like Pokemon Go. It's all fun and games until he leads you down a dark alley or into a bush or something. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, just like real court advocates, the defense and prosecution will be making the best case for their roles. These may or may not be their real opinions, though, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear their genuine thoughts. And in the role of the judge who has to decide which list this film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him, is Dave. And Dave is just like Guitar Hero. An impressive catalogue of 70s, 80s, and 90s rock anthems, but you will need strong wrists to master it. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been worse, I'll take it. (laughs) Now, before we get started, I think that we should probably give the audience a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about. So let us spin the Wheel of Impressions. What was we that under me? We don't need a wheel, do we? It's, it's, it's your film, it's your, it's your impression. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 you're it right. It doesn't I matter just... what the wheel says. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, as, as, as you alluded to there, what we do here is we read off the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. So, how would you like me to read out the synopsis? Me, is there any discussion here? Has it got to be the rock? Gotta be the rock, hasn't it? I, I think you should do half rock and then go into like a a grouchy Carl Urban. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not too just... grouchy though, just like a moderately pissed off Carl <laughs> Urban. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So, so yeah. I'll just the rock speak. Space Marines are sent to investigate <laughs> strange events at a research facility on Mars. But find themselves at the mercy of genetically enhanced killing machines. I mean, give me several round of applause. Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. Uh, so without further hesitation, Dave, would you like to please kick off proceedings? Yeah, certainly can do. So I'm, I'm quite well placed to judge this one because I've not actually seen Doom. I tried to watch it, but it was like... It was like three in the morning and I got about 10 minutes in and I dozed off. It was three in the morning, so I'm not going to hold that against Doom. Okay, that that stays at the door. We won't judge it on that. Um, But I don't know very much about it. I know it's based on the video game, which I briefly played. I know The Rock's in it. I know Carla Band's in it. I think I remember Rosamund Pike being in it. But that is about (laughs) literally where my knowledge of the film ends. So all to play for. Spare me no detail. Defense, take it away. Thank you very much, Dave. So I'll give you a very short summary of the film just to start things off. So on a remote scientific research center on Mars in the year 2046, scientists are attacked and pulled into the darkness by an unseen monster. One of the doctors manages to send a warning to basically lock down the facility before the door behind him is torn apart. A group of space marines led by the Rock's Sarge and also including Carl Urban's main character, John Grimm, travel to the research station via a teleportation device called the Ark to find out what has gone wrong, eliminate the threat and retrieve the scientists' work. They then encounter Grimm's sister, Samantha, played by Rosamund Pike, as you said before, Dave, 
a scientist who has discovered human remains on Mars, which contain a 24th chromosome. As the Marines are picked off one by one, they realize that the creatures that they are fighting are the scientists who have been infected by this DNA. Sarge goes a bit stir crazy, believing that all of the survivors have been infected. And now it's up to John and Samantha to stop Sarge and the creatures from traveling back through the Ark to Earth and killing innocent people and spreading the infection further. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. So the film is directed by the very capable Andres Barkoviak, who hones his action craft working as the director of photography on such films as Speed and Falling Down before taking on the reins of directing such action films like Cradle to the Grave and Romeo Must Die. And I think that the directing was pretty good, to be honest. It's well-paced. It's a very tight one hour, 45 minutes. It contains really good action, sci-fi and horror elements throughout. And it also contains a really great and interesting first-person shooter scene as well. Uh, the movie came out, as I said before, in 2005. And while similar films were going all in on CGI with varying results, it's refreshing here to see the use of practical effects in addition to CGI as well. The creatures and most of the practical effects that you see were created by the Stan Winston Studios. And if you're looking for an actor to bring a creature to life through layers of makeup and prosthetics, who better than the great Doug Jones? You've got a really interesting cast comprised of blockbuster, A-listers, Oscar-nominated performers, and established industry character actors who all deliver very good performances, which I'll go into more detail about later on. Uh, John Carmack, who was the co-founder of ID Software and the co-creator of Doom, spoke favorably of this film, stating, I liked it. Nobody expects a video game movie to be Oscar <laughs> material. But I thought it was a solid action movie with lots of fun nods to the gaming community. Now, Dave, this is important. I'm not going to lie and say that this is the most original film. But what I will say is it is very enjoyable. It's mindlessly entertaining action horror movie in the same vein as Aliens or Predator that you can switch on at three o'clock in the morning if you wish and have a good time. It's less gloom, more doom. <laughs> nice, nice little flourish at the end there. I like that. Okay, I'm going to pass over to the prosecution. This sounds this sounds pretty positive, to be honest with you. I mean, Gav, Gav used one of my favorite phrases, character actors, which is basically the equivalent of like baking brownies for the judge or proceeding over your trial. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, character actor sounds good. Doug Jones, practical effects, Stan Winston Studios, The Rock playing a, a bad guy, if I kind of understand yeah, yeah. That correctly? Again, that's against type. I get 2005. I'm guessing this was relatively early in his film career. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's yeah, still but he... against type. Yeah. For for the guy we know. So you know, there's a lot going on here. You know, it's a good blend of sci-fi, action, horror, mindless entertainment. You know, uh, said it compared it to Aliens and Predator. This sounds promising. This, this sounds like a, a lot got going on here. Prosecution. Why why is Gav wrong? Hey. I think Gav did an, an absolute stand-up job there. He he does deserve some sort of we if we have some sort of industry award like Gav for defending that. That was a that was an honestly fantastic job. Doom Doom is not a good film, Dave. It is not a good film. But but Gav uh, said no. I know I, I know what he said. I don't I don't want to I, I don't want to you know impute his character at all here, Dave. But I, I like basically the problem with what Gav was saying and you know Doug Jones is in it. I looked that up after the film and the practical effects and the CGI and the direction that they, they all might be fine, but we are literally talking about like Schrodinger's cat here because we don't know that because no one turned the lights on when, when the film, <laughs> like no one, I've never seen a film that's darker than doom. It's, it's bizarre. It's like, you know, that aliens versus predator when you just cannot see what's happening half the time. So possibly there is good CGI. Possibly there are good uh, practical effects. You cannot see anything in doom it's it's bizarrely dark all the way through and and you know i can only mention that once but it, it's such a huge problem with the, the entirety of the film uh plot wise it's just a complete ripoff of aliens and resident evil it's bizarre how much of a ripoff you've got space marines going over and they're fine films you know what i mean like you know i, I can get for a 2005 just try to be fun after the pub watch it that's fine what I don't understand is why it's called Doom. You know, I mean, in the sense of its aliens ripoff, they go to shoot up the aliens and then there's bad experiments been happening and an evil corporation, blah, 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 blah. And they've infected people. And then that's all okay. You know, nice fodder, keeps the plot moving, whatever. It could work. 
But why is it called Doom? Doom is a game that's about demons invading Mars. It, it's it's just a great idea for a game for a game and a film. You know, the hell invades Mars, and they have to blow all the you know the the, the hell demons apart. There's none of that here. I mean, there's no reason for this to be called doom at all in only in the sense that it's just what 2005 was doing in action films it's producing b-movie action slapping some sort of recognizable brand on it chucking the rock in way out of his depth and in the wrong role and coming out with something that's just incredibly unentertaining it's it's incoherent plot wise there's so much to talk about but there's you know you've just got serious editing problems where like Carl Urban's the main character and he, he just pops out for 10 minutes, Dave. He's just not in the film for like a whole 10 minute sequence for no reason at all. You've just got no idea where he is. Rosamund Pike is completely relegated to just damsel in distress slash moving the plot. And basically for the first, you know, well, the, basically the first hour of the film, they go somewhere. Rosamund Pike sets up a little base. Rosamund Pike explains the plot. They go off in the dark and some of them get killed and then they come back and have a little chit chat and Rosamund Pike explains a bit more of a plot and then out they go and the same things happens again and again and again and like like I say there's just bits where main characters come in and out you know it, it's just a it's just a real hot mess of a film and Doom is just it, it it, it, it's just weird that they decided to call it Doom. I have no idea why. If they wanted to just rip off a film, it would have been fine. Just don't put any good actors in. I, it, it's be, it's incomprehensible and a terrible, terrible film. But but Gav was saying uh, <laughs> he knows char it, character act. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank thank you very much, Alex. Um, I want to pass over to our other defender on this one. We got some, we got some scathing points there. I mean, it all sounded quite promising when Gab began, but but Alex makes a point. I mean, the fact that the film is too dark to see anything was like the least of the problems going on there. There's there's issues here, people. Yes, it's not a perfect film, but it's perfectly enjoyable. Um, it's a good action film. The Rock does have it's early days, but he's playing. He is the Rock, and he's a baddie, and he, he got. I think, you know, you know my feelings on The Rock. I think he's one of the best actors of, of our lifetime. And I think this really gives glimmers of what he's, you know, the man he's about to become in, in the, you know, the, you don't, the you preceding don't think he's 18 yet. years. <laughs> 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 it's just like getting bigger, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he does, actually. I follow him on yeah. Instagram. He's that man is not going to stop until he's the size of the Lincoln Monument. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think what I like is I, I wasn't expecting much. Like I, I'll, I'll give it that. It's not it's not normally my sort of film, but I've been um, I've embraced a lot over the last uh, few years of the podcast. And and this so I think like it was a bad thing, was he? <laughs> not always movies that I've had to embrace. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's not. I don't think that the the darkness isn't too bad a thing. It's like so many dark movies. Watch it with the lights off. You can see what's going on on the screen. It's a Film for cinema. I I think I think it's it's pretty reasonable. It is Aliens. It is Resident Evil. It is the same sort of. You've got a monster and it's it's creeping up and around. It's cleverer than it's cleverer than the the people who are trying to hunt it down. It's got all of those tropes, but I think it's done nicely. It's done in a way that it's entertaining enough and gripping enough. It's not a massively long film, so you don't mind that that's the case. You know, if you'd have just had a rum and coke at three in the morning you'd have been awake to see that off and you'd have enjoyed it but you know, a rum and coke yeah <laughs> yeah the coke is the this this is the sort, sort of film you know and alex is not you know he's not wrong when he says that it didn't really need to Shit. be tied to a video game <laughs> um to have made it. it could have been it could have been any other game but they tied it to a video game and it's loosely based on that that story so that you've got characters that are recognizable but it, it didn't have to be it's, it's a standalone film that works on it on its own regard and i think it had some really nice touches one thing which i particularly liked is the font but <laughs> 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 uh, uh, well, you know you've seen in harry potter where as the movies go on they get darker at the opening scenes this one starts with the universal <laughs> logo is actually mars <laughs> So it sets the scene from the off. 
you know it's that sort of yeah. that sort of vibe and then you you, you it got any darker into that. That. Literally <laughs> 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 I, I was about to say getting darker was kind of one of the problems <laughs> and then um and you know and, and there's just nice little nods that are computer game based you know where like as the characters names come up you shoot them and they and they and they, they blow to smithereens that's like a nod to the game but it is still a movie and it is still enjoyable there's enough of a story and enough of a plot to keep you tagging along and working through it and it and it's not groundbreaking in terms of a story but it's it's original enough to um to appreciate it thank you very much austin yeah okay he's pulled a bit back there he's pulled a bit back you know it's it it's i suppose you can say there's a generic blockbuster criticisms that can be leveled at it you know the blockbusters don't tend to be the most original i get i get where you're coming from there uh but enjoyable enough for what it is gavin you got a quick point to make before i go to joel or it's just about the story, you know, Alex saying, like, this, why is this Doom? Now, don't get me wrong, I really like Doom the game, but it's it's not the most complex story, is it, really? It's basically three segments in which you're an unnamed soldier who doesn't even have a name, where you just shoot your way through hordes of demons and possessed humans on military bases on moons of Mars, essentially. So for all of those arguments that it isn't a good adaptation of the game i think it's a bit unfair but as i said as a fan of the game there's not much there to adapt and also <laughs> when we're talking about game to movie adaptations there's always the argument about what makes a good adaptation should you create a scene for scene retelling of the game you know this approach might be good to attract newbies who aren't aware of the game but would it perhaps alienate existing fans of the game who would maybe think, why bother watching it when they could just play the game instead? So is it not better to build upon the original and create something familiar but new that would attract new fans and would be also something new for the original fans to enjoy as well? And I genuinely believe that this approach in this instance was the best as the story, as I said before, is not a massive one just as long as it's made with respect and love for the original source material, which I believe that this film is. Ask Bob Hoskins that question. He'll <laughs> <laughs> let you know. He'll let you know his feelings. I, I wish we could ask Bob Hoskins that question. <laughs> I, I wish he was here. He'd sort this out. He'd have been in doom. Joel, help me out here. Well, I know whose side you're coming down on. That's not a mystery, but uh, I want to I hear what you've got to say about these points. I obviously agree with Alex, but a few kind of different points to mention. First of all, although Gav is kind of correct in that Doom doesn't really have, you know, the most complex plot and the main character is kind of unnamed, he does have a name and it's Doom Guy, and that's Carl Urban's character. So <laughs> Doom Guy. That was a name that was given to by fans because of the no, three that, fucking that is games literally, they had that, named. That is literally his, his name, Doom Guy. And, and you so, know, when if if they'd have used that in the in the movie, you'd have gone, "What sort of a fucking name is Doom yeah, Guy?" What a fucking stupid no, name. No, is no, Doom no, you guy. wouldn't. You wouldn't know, would you? Because it's what? it's a it's a game, and it, this film is made for fans of the game. It's like you know any computer game. That, character that's got a stupid name if you watched it and you weren't a fan of the game you'd be like what is that but you know for somebody that's a fan of the game you'd be like yeah but you know it's doom guy but, but it's like, like mario plumber man you know like a call sign you know he's a marine isn't he and yeah, marines exactly. sometimes have call sign they could have made his call sign doom guy yeah right. and and also the he doesn't want the aliens to know where he lives so he uses that alias so <laughs> that they can't find. <laughs> but, but, you know, that aside, I, I've complained about it many times to you guys in the past, especially with things like Resident Evil. Like, it's so easy to just follow the story that's already in place, and yet movie studios just refuse to do it. Like, although the plot is kind of thin on the ground, shall we say, for Doom, there is a plot there. At least kind of stick to the bare bones script and then kind of expand on that in different ways if you like but the whole feel of the of the film as well is very off like alex mentioned it's dark i would compare it to that episode of game of thrones where there's a big battle going on you really want to be able to see it but you can't see what's going the on battle of winterfell i did i have thought of that while alex was talking yeah so it's very similar to that but also i don't know if any of you guys have ever been to like Alton Towers or something like that, but their rides, they have like these themes, and sometimes you get like these guys walking around in like, you know, 
military yeah. costumes or movie costumes it very much reminds me of that <laughs> like that that that's like the level that we're talking here like when you're queuing up for like nemesis or something and it's oh, like a little little fucking day you, man. you know a little video on there that says and it's like people in you know these costumes like we're not even talking b-grade we're talking like sealed a grades that's what this film reminds me of so yeah i would say it's very 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 poorly done like i think it's got very few redeeming features so i'd just like to remind you as well dave that this is like guilty pleasures and it's gav's pick and if you if, if you think of if you think of the films that gav likes normally <laughs> then you know that his guilty pleasure is going to be really really bad got to make you make a fair point that's well worth considering though david there's a lot of things which gav doesn't feel guilty about <laughs> which the rest of us would be it's almost like you got to flip it on its head that that gav, gav is not ashamed to like if anything you know, absolutely of himself. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> but he is <laughs> but he is slightly ashamed of this one is that what <laughs> he like you know he likes to be contrary anything that's good <laughs> arguably good he often says you know i wasn't that good and really enjoy it didn't have anything original for me whereas this you know this this is arguably actually good you know so that's great, why great it's on his guilty pleasure list Oh, I hard to follow your logic. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to nod. Whenever everyone talks about philosophy or logic to me, I just nod and smile. <laughs> and, go, okay, cool. and we'll leave it at that. But it's funny, I actually understand what Joel means. I had flashbacks when I went on 13 at Alton Towers. I was like, oh, there was a little video of a guy telling me about this curse in the woods. And that's sort of yeah, this does ring a bell. How so fucking dare I, you, man? No, like, there's no, a reason that they turned the lights means. down so you it, couldn't tell how cheap the costumes were. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I know where Joel's coming from. I understand this point. Okay, well, it's, we're getting mixed things here. The general consensus on the on the defense side is that okay, it's not it's not great. It's got its flaws, but it's still enjoyable for what it is. Like really <laughs> enjoyable for what it is. And the consensus on the other side is that it's absolute garbage. So it's just I want to I want to hear a bit more. And I know Alex, your hands up, and you you wanted to talk to me about script. Yes, and this will go straight to the point of it not being enjoyable. It's not enjoyable because the characters are not, there's nothing to get behind in these characters. Like you're saying, Dwayne Johnson isn't playing against, isn't playing to his strengths. You know, this is this is a bit like when I was thinking about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the 80s. You know, when he's like, he's learning his craft, he's learning what works, he's learning what doesn't. This was The Rock's steps to success, and this was a definite misstep. This was one where he obviously came away and thought, no, don't. <laughs> I'll say it to his face, Gav. Uh, I, 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 Gav's holding uh, what he has is a little figurine of a rock on the camera, which I, I guess he didn't have especially as well. I think he just lives there the whole time. Uh, yeah, it's, Look uh, at him in the eye. I'll actually say this. Now. I can't. I can't. Uh, Looks more I, like Vin Diesel, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just. Uh, it's not it's not it's not his strength and i wouldn't just say that it's not his strength he's not good in it he's he doesn't give a good performance and he hasn't got anything to work with but but as well as that he, he doesn't give a good performance but it's the script that it comes down to there's some disgusting lines in it like the the and and he's meant to be like the bad character in it he's one of the space marines turns out to be the guy who like you know you know do, do, doesn't do things right and ends up sort of you know shooting and you know they they sort Richard of the break. Uh, Dave, Richard Brake. I, I, I know Richard Brake is. Bill, I love Richard Bill Brake. Paxton character, essentially. Do you know what I mean? The he guy who kind of loses. Really gaunt Gary Boosie. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, character actor. He's yeah, great. Well, I, I love Richard Brake. So, so, so let's hear about his character. Hey, this is one of his lines in it. He goes up when he when he finally go into this like this whatever it is the the Mars Moon site. He goes up to these women who are like really worried and he goes up and says, hey, hey girls, I'm going to have to strip search you. And, and it's really like clanks that line. And you're just like, what is he talking about? And it, yeah, it, it's meant to be a joke in the film that he's going to strip search this these women. It's not like, oh, this will show that the character's like a, a bad character or something. This is the level of humor. This is the humor that's in the film that, that he's, that he's going to do it. it. It's just disgusting to be honest and all of the characters in it are just unpleasant at, at best the rest of them just don't have anything to say really apart from like i say rosman pike who i mean i wouldn't say it's a good performance because i don't i don't think it's possible in doom to have given one but she, she's trying her best and she's at least saying all of this 
expository dialogue all of the time. But it's stuff like Carl Urban's looking out one of the windows in this space station that's overrun by aliens, and he's having flashbacks to the time when his family were killed somehow. And you don't even see it happening. You just hear this kind of like the flashback happening in his mind as he looks out of a window. And the rock comes up and says, like, how long has it been? And it's like, it's been 10 years. And, and then it moves on pretty much. So you don't even see the flashback. You don't see what happens. It's that level of, like, dialogue. And that's when Carl Urban apparently is just looking out the window for 10 minutes and you, he pops back in and you're just like, oh, all right, have you, where have you been? You know, what, what's been going on with you? He was um, taking a shit. You <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just, it, it's it's an unpleasant film, Dave. That's a quote, by the way, Dave. Sorry. <laughs> it actually, uh, because you don't, I mean, the, go, going quickly back to plot, you don't know who these people are. You don't know when this film is happening. You don't know where they are really, or, you know, you don't know why the arc travel happens. You don't know any of these just basic storytelling narrative questions that aliens has nailed in the first five minutes just by the beautiful way it's shot this just doesn't have the skill to do any of that and so you're not behind the characters and then when the characters start to come out Carl Urban don't know anything about him he just seems grumpy all the time Rosman Pike seems to be morally ambiguous it's all this stuff that's just it's an unpleasant watch because I don't care about any of them so when they're later on in the dark being thrown against things and having legs and bits ripped off of them i just don't i just i don't really care at all and um yeah there's there's just nothing to get behind if the rock had been in the role with a bit of humor and he's the good guy maybe there would have been something to, to get behind but it, it's not fun because it's just unpleasant hey thank you very much i saw gav your hand was raised i'm just shocked and appalled <laughs> by what Alex is saying here. I, I know for a fact he loves Doom and it must be eating him up inside having to say these horrible things. Horrible and untrue. Just to say, I watched Doom for the first time with Gav in his flat at university. So we, me and Gav, without putting anything to it too too far, me and Gav both know how the, how the other feels about Doom. <laughs> <laughs> right. All I'm going to say is most of what Alex said there is 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 not true. Uh, like it is it is set up right at the very beginning. They're on uh, one of the research facilities on one of the moons of Mars. The Ark is a teleportation device there's one of them on the research uh, well, on the moon on mars and the other ones in earth the marines are about to go on holiday they've finished their little tour but then they get called to go and explore what's happened about to on go on holiday i just see them with like fucking <laughs> swim trunks <laughs> honestly like, they oh, are that's oh, the funny thing far off, yeah. richard brink has got his little hawaiian shirt on <laughs> 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 like, and then they have to, you know, call that short, and they have to go on the little. They go through the teleportation device. They get to Mars, and that's what they do. That's all set out perfectly well. The criticisms about Richard Brake, uh, I think that well, his character is supposed to be an unlikable shit, and I don't agree with what the, with what he says. But like, there's it's a cheap tool, I suppose used by directors or scriptwriters to make a character very unlikable within the first instance. Alex. So, like, I get make him unlikable. I get that. But it's trying to be funny about the strip search. It, it, it's just, it doesn't quite work. And I, I get trying to make him a bad character. I, I understand that. But there's so many ways of doing it. And it's such a weird, unpleasant, odd way to do it. that it, It's just, that, that, that line is just such a misstep. But mm. but they, they they are consistent with him though throughout, so it's not like a one off. <laughs> well, he, he's constantly stripped. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's consistently like he's consistently like misogynistic, and the others call it you know don't fully call him out on it, but he is treated in that way. That look at this guy, he's a bit of a tool, and he's, he's treated as a tool throughout. Mm. And it, I think I think it's actually meant to be playing into the game and playing into the macho, macho Marine, you know, it's, it's a choice that's been made. Like I've said, it's a cheap choice, but they're consistent with it throughout. You know, he, he, he's always talking about women throughout or having a shit or, you know, he's very, he's <laughs> yeah, very it's, crass. It's a vulgar character. Throughout. Yeah. He, he's a, he's a crass man. He's a bit right on that holiday by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with, with regards to the other characters as well, it's, this is like, as I said before, it's like a standard 
great 80s action film. Like if you watch Predator, can you tell me anything about the character of Poncho? You know, or, or Billy, or we were talking about aliens before. Can you tell me any of the other characters that aren't like the sort of like four that get to the end? But like, I like them and I want them <laughs> not to die. about them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these characters, are, I'll admit, they're not fully developed. They do have all individual traits, which could have been explored further. But at the end of the day, they're there essentially to be fodder for the aliens, which is the same in Aliens. It's the same in Predator. It's the same in Die Hard. Time and time again, these types of films, there you have your main characters that you care about who are brilliantly played by The Rock, I will say. Uh, and then you have your sort of cannon fodder. When Alex is talking about the dialogue, yes, some of it might be a bit corny, but it's standard action fair stuff as well. Reminiscent, as I said, of those great sort of 80s action films. It's, it's all They're also memorable as well, which is what you want from something like this. Like there's lines like, does it ever bother you? You could have spent your life looking into a microscope instead of a sniper scope. Or later on, The Rock says, Semper Fi, motherfucker. You know, these, they're just brilliantly dumb, but entertaining yeah, yeah. and memorable so, lines. Like, because Sem- Semper Fi, motherfucker. You, th- <laughs> you think that is a just, memorable. You can't write it. You, know? <laughs> you can't. But somebody it's just did take a phrase from the Marines did. and put motherfucker after it. Like, all, all I'm saying now is if you put a gun to my head and ask me to name a quote from a film that we did a few weeks ago, whatever, wouldn't be able to. But I, I have been able to quote Semper Fi, Motherfucker <laughs> since 2005. Constantly. Do you use it in conversation? Or people like, I beg your pardon, Gavin. <laughs> Oh, it's it's from Doom. Have you have you Gav- seen Doom? Gav- <laughs> Two thousand and five. Doom. To be Gav- fair, Gav- to right. be fair to Gav, I, I do you remember season two of Dexter? If anyone watched that, yeah, with dogs. Let's do from us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> surprise, yeah. motherfucker. Oh yeah. To be yeah. honest with you, me me and a guy at work do say surprise, motherfucker to each other quite a bit. <laughs> so I kind of get where Gav's coming from. Exactly. Like, but the yeah. thing is, is that like Alex was saying that the performance from The Rock wasn't great. Dave, you're completely right. He's playing against stereotype here. He was the guy that was cast as a hero in all these films. This is him going against the grain, and he's great in it. I really like as well, there's a bit where essentially they're they're running down a corridor trying to escape the aliens. The door's just about closing. He's just about to get through it, but he's like kind of grabbed by the alien. It's pulling him back. He's trying to kind of get through the door. And then he says this line, he's like, but I'm not supposed to die. And then he gets like taken by the alien. You don't see him. You think he's died. I just thought that was quite nice because it showed the character's arrogance, you know, the macho bravado bullshit that Ozzy was talking about before. But he also threw a bit of a curveball as well. It was the rock seemingly getting killed off before he returns at the end. It's a big bad, essentially. And, you know, Alex was saying about um, Rosamund Pike not being good. I think she's really good here. You know, I think definitely a character could have been a lot better. At times, she is a little bit damsel in distress. But as I said, it's like one of those 80s action films I'd like to think if it was remade now, a character would be a hell of a lot better or there'd be more females in the role. There'd be more females in the cast. But at the time, she delivers what was given of her really great. She said that she really enjoyed being part of the project. And she, she there's a quote from it where she said she liked to basically look at people's faces when she said that she was working on a movie called oh, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she said that she was working on a movie called Pride and Prejudice. And they were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that, like smiling along. And then she said, oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm about to do a movie called Doom. And they do this double take as if they say, what? And they try and put the two things together. You know, she likes kind of working outside of her norm as well. And she also said later on when she was quizzed about the film, she said she was a little bit embarrassed by her performance, not because it was bad, but because she wasn't a gamer. And she didn't research the game. Instead, what she did was basically deliver the performance based off the script alone. And then finally, Carl Urban, you know, this was him basically in his first starring role. We'd seen him in supporting roles in different films throughout the years. But this is the first one that proved that he could like lead, lead the vehicle. So summary, big three takeaways here. One, Dwayne Johnson may not have been as big a star as he is today because of Doom. Two, Carl Urban may not have moved into more starring roles such as Dread and The Boys because of Doom. And three, 
Rosamund Pike perhaps learned from this experience to plan and prepare better for roles, which may have helped her gain an Oscar nomination for Gong Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Those Mays and perhaps are doing some heavy lifting. (laughs) One one final thing I will say here. I genuinely believe this is in the top seven best films of 2005. (laughs) I'm trying to think what else came out in 2005. I I can't dispute it without knowing what else came out, but... um... Okay, I mean, there's a lot of conviction in what Gab's saying there. You know, he um, he says it's a solid film. Support performances aren't that bad. You know, they were they were pretty important stepping stones in people's career. Um, has anyone got anything they want to come back on here, or even tell me about this uh, this first person shooter scene that yeah, was I mentioned? Think, that was just a cheap gimmick, I think, just to say like it's the computer game, and that they added like that cheap gimmick in. It doesn't work because it's really poorly done. I, I would give like a counter example of one that's done really well would be like, I think it's uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield one where it goes like first person and you can see him like shooting webs and climbing up buildings and stuff. This is just extremely poor. Uh, I think it's Doom just... crawled. So Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield could, crawl <laughs> could <up> also <laughs> crawl. <laughs> uh, I think it, it's just because it's so poorly done, but I've just Googled what else came out in 2005 and I would say you're probably looking at this being not even within the top 50 films. Nah. <laughs> bollocks, man, bollocks. I can tell you the six films that were better than this. And that's yeah, go it. Ahead. Go, go on. on. Batman Begins. Yeah. War of the Worlds. Okay. Constantine. Okay. Revenge of the Sith. No. The Descent. <laughs> <laughs> History of Violence. And finally, just like heaven, the, uh, <laughs> which is my favorite rom com of all time that came out that year. And nothing else in 2005. Nothing else. That no King Kong. That no Revenge of the Sith. Nothing. Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be looking at films that came out in 2005, and there's going to be one that I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> Find that film, Dave, and tell me. Um, Find still, that. But- we haven't found it yet, <laughs> the ones we've said anyway. Um, okay, so yeah, there's a lot of conviction. Has anyone got any final points they want to make, or shall I wrap this up? I, I've got one final final point. Okay, the Joel, Rock, you can go first, and then I'll come to Gav. The Rock is fucking shite in this film. Like, it, it's almost insane that, that, he, that he actually Take ever worked that. again. Look back. him in the eye and say that. <laughs> Look Vin <laughs> Diesel in the eye. <laughs> He's also got hair, which is really creepy when you watch it. Like, I, I almost can't take him seriously anymore when he's got hair. But, like, there's this bit as well where he finds, if you've played Doom, every, everyone knows, like, the, the BFG, which is big fucking gun, essentially. Well, when you're a fan of the game, he gets that. You think there's going to be at least some redemption to the film. And the payoff with that gun is... It's the it's the worst. Like, I can, I can maybe kind of try and describe this to you. Like, when you really needing like a poo for the whole day and then you get home and you sit on the toilet but just like a tiny little nugget comes out and you're like i've waited all day for that and that's that's the payoff that i'm getting here so it's it's the opposite dave it's the opposite (laughs) it's like waking up having to be out all day for work not having the opportunity to go to the bathroom so before you leave you think i'll just try and have a little poo like just to relieve the bowels a little bit relieve the stress on the bowels and you come out with a huge huge log (laughs) that frees you up it makes your your steps lighter throughout the day you feel nice and breezy and you're able to get those important work emails done and you have a fantastic day because of that and that's doom that's, that's, that's doom. That's doom, right? Okay. A massive, <laughs> massive piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Austin, any closing remarks? I, mean, I, I think that this has got all the hallmarks of, of a, a very, very uh, passable uh, action film. So it's not a great film. I don't think anyone's gonna gonna push that. But this is this is. I mean, I'm pr- pushing pretty hard on that. <laughs> this is this is this is a quote for the DVD. This case. is not nearly. Which you know, this is not nearly as bad as as the the prosecution are laying out here and it's got some really innovative stuff. The first person we've only, we've only touched on, but I think that's a really great nod to, you know, the games of the time and to really say to people, look, this is the doom game. Yeah. We've changed a few bits, but it's got the characters. It's got the feel of the, of the, uh, of the game that you know and love. And, um, 
I think it, it does a really good job of being part of the video game franchise while also making a, a good action movie. Thank you very much. And Alex? I mean, it can't be part of the video game franchise because it's got nothing. It's just got nothing to do with Doom. It's an Aliens and Resident Evil mashup ripoff, which makes the whole thing just pointless. Why, why call it Doom? The first-person shooter is a three-minute gimmick, if that. It's, it, it's barely in it. And it looks a bit like, you know, the people are coming to it. It more looks like a, like a haunted house gone wrong where someone's like, you know, taking a gun in, basically. It looks like those people are just creeping out and running towards you. It, it, it isn't done well. The, the Rock's character, like, just to give you an example, it's like this bit where this guy comes over who's in a suit and he's, you know, got, got his glasses on and he's like, hey, I'm the PR relation for the, for the things. And The Rock won't shake his hand, you presume, because this guy's a nerd or something. So, you know, like, it, it, and it's not explained. It doesn't come back. It, 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 it's just, it's unpleasant. And I'll just come back to my first point, Dave, because it cannot be overstated enough, but I couldn't spend 50 minutes just saying the same thing. You cannot see anything in the film. It is, you know what I mean? It's like The Godfather, if no one had turned the lights on, it wouldn't be a good film. You cannot see anything that's happening. So it's an action film where you cannot literally see any action happening. It's bizarre. Obviously done, obviously done to save money. And I get that. It's not trying to be big budget or anything like that. But ridiculous levels where I, I and my notes that I'm looking on it's just me writing cannot see fucking anything infuriating this is ridiculous this you know what I mean it, it it never turns the brightness up so it's uh it's absurd and I think the only way you could watch it is if you were if you were three o'clock in the morning and you had a crate of 24 beers and you made your way through the 24 beers and then you put doom back on possibly and then you, you took some speed to stay away. <laughs> took a bit of speed. Why'd you have to start drinking at three o'clock in the morning? You'd have to. <laughs> Surely by the high, by the time you've had all twenty-four, it's probably going to be about midday the next day. You got anything better to do at three in the morning? You're putting doom on. Uh, you know, what I mean, it's like you've, you're clearly not making good choices. <laughs> it, it's there's so many more entertaining films to put on at, at you know after the pub. Name the, one. <laughs> shoot them up. Oh. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan of shoot 'em up. If you remember, yeah. Uh, pick pick another life, one, Dave. True life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> LSD. Sorry, no. To that's, be honest, that's... it might make a bit more sense if I watched it at three in the morning after the pub. When you've had too much LSD. Uh, no, it's um, it, it's it's a poor film. It's you know, on every single point, it just doesn't make. And and the only thing that could save it would be that it's a video game adaptation. But it's made the bizarre choice to adapt two different films rather than the thing it's about. It's decided to adapt Aliens and Resident Evil apart from the thing it says it's going to adapt. So I, I just don't see anyone being happy from this. Okay, thank you very much. And finally, Gav. Listen, I think it, it does a good job of adapting the original story and expanding upon that and bringing in great elements of horror, of action, of science fiction, it's very familiar film. It's a film that like could have been in the eighties or the nineties or even the noughties. It's got like that. It's just a really good sort of action sci-fi horror film. I I'd like to just counter a few things that the guys said there. I think that the the first person shooter scene is actually at the time was the most was was the best received part of the film, and now it probably is. It still is. To be <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's an over over five minute scene. Basically, it gives you the illusion that it's all within one take. It took fourteen days to film, meticulously planned. They use a lot of stuff from the source material, original sound effects. There's Easter eggs throughout for fans. There, you know, it was definitely appreciated at the time by fans. And, and like another thing, that I just wanted to pick out. It's not that dark, you know. I'm sorry. I think. Both Alex and Joel need to go back to Specsavers and maybe change their prescription. I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that you can see enough. And one thing that you enough. can see a lot of... <laughs> That's also is, on, the, on the front of the DVD case. You can see enough. 
<laughs> light enough where you can, you can see enough to know what what's going on. You don't, you don't have to open off. your eyes fully, is what I'm saying. I, turn like the lights thing... off. Ozzy said I should turn. I should have turned the lights off in my living room. No, you can't. Would have that would have allowed me somehow to go back in time to 2005, where they would have turned the turned the set lights. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. That, it, it makes perfect sense. Like one thing that you can see perfectly, Dave, is the good horror throughout. The creatures I mentioned earlier, beautifully crafted by Stan Winston Studios and brought to life through engaging performers like Doug Jones. The horror, the gore, the visual effects are really, really good. It's also a nice blend of tension building and jump scares, uh, you know, before the horror is finally unveiled. You don't see the creatures for a large part of the film, but the tension is built up quite nicely. And there's also nods to familiar horrors, including Alien, Predator, and even Jaws in some of the scenes as well. I'm, I'm going to quickly move on before Alex passes out. Um, but what I will say is I'll wrap this up. And I'd like to end this with a quote from, you're talking about philosophy before, Dave, the poet Homer, who said, everything <laughs> is more beautiful because we're doomed. You will never be lovelier than you are now. We will never be here again. Now, was he talking about the 2005 film Doom? <laughs> who knows? But what is clear is that by watching this film, you can really appreciate the beauty of life. <laughs> well, you know, I never thought I'd get a quote like that about Doom. Yeah, fair play. And yeah, if Homer likes it, then why, why are we debating it? But, okay, thank you very was, much. I think gentlemen. it was actually a warning. Yeah, <laughs> not to watch Doom more. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I've got plenty to consider there. Uh, have we got a quiz? We do. So as Joel thankfully uh, brought up during the trial, one of the biggest things that ties it into the game is the BFG, the uh, you know the big fucking gun that Dwayne the Rock Johnson gets out. So what I thought was uh, BFG, maybe not the most famous movie weapon. I'm going to go through some famous movie weapons, and you've got to tell me what film they are from. We're going to start off very easy, and then it is going to get quite tricky. Uh, mm-hmm. So fastest first. Have you got a gunshot as a buzzer? Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's in there, but you got 10, 10 minus points for jumping a gun. <laughs> Wolf of PPK. Oh. I don't know. I think it was Dave. <laughs> I think it was Dave. Dave. Uh, that's got to be the Bond franchise. That is the Bond fr- uh, franchise. Uh, next one, uh, Proton Pack. No! That was definitely me. It, it was Joel, but you can Joel, have it, Joel. Joel. No, I'll, I'll let you have it, Ozzy. I'm a, I'm a gentleman. Go- Ghostbusters? It is Ghostbusters. I'd love it if Ozzy got that wrong there. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, boomstick. Um, Evil Dead. Oh, Joel. <laughs> Noisy Cricket. Men in Black. Yes. Well hey, done. well done, Ali. Yeah, Ozzy. Elephant Gun. Um, Dumbo. I'm giving you plus 10 points for being funny, but uh, no, it's one of your favorite films, Gav. It's a couple that have it in a basement and they get out the elephant gun. Is it uh, Tremors? Dave gets it. It's Tremors. 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 Of course, of course. Phaser. Star Trek. Very easy one there. Yes. Uh, okay, the Armat M41A pulse rifle. Aliens. Yes, well done, Joel. Well done. Very good. The E11 blaster rifle. Bam. You've said it before, Gav. Star Wars. Yes. Fuck well <laughs> <Joel>. me. <laughs> A .44 Magnum Smith and Wesson. Bam. Is it Dirty Harry? It is Dirty Harry. Well done. The Good Samaritan. Is it? Oh shit! I forgot. It doesn't matter. Oh, hey for late. Nope. No. It's a fantasy one, a fictional gun. This one, the Good Samaritan. Oh, puts different rounds in it and fires it. It's Doug not Jones, the Stephen King one, is it? It's also in this film. Oh, um, Dark Tower. Hellboy. Hellboy. Well done. Uh, All good. I had in my head was the gun from Who Framed Roger Rabbit with the cartoon cowboys. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, it, is, it, is that what it's called? Isn't it? Guitar case guns. Bam. Desperado. Yes, well done. Uh, leg gun. Bam. Yeah. Oh, is is that planetary? It is. Well done. All right, and then coming up to the last two, Auto Nine. He's part cop, 
and part Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Tom. And the last one, The Lawgiver 2. Beyond Judge Dredd. Yes, well done. Well done, guys. Uh, I think, Joel, you got that one. I think you just pipped it at the end. So uh, well done, Joel. Congratulations. Well done, Ozzy, as well, for getting the gum from Judge Dredd. It's been yeah. the most I've ever had, I think. Yeah. Legitimately. You know, Legitimately the most <laughs> yeah. I've ever got right. Joe, coincidentally, Ozzy, Judge Dredd was going to be my second pick for, <laughs> for <Guilty laughs> It's one of my favourite books, Judge Dredd. Is it a book? Well, like it's a comic, the, novel. It's a comic yeah. isn't it? Graphic yeah, novel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a book when I was a kid. If anyone asked. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I love reading books. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, should Gav have picked Judge Dredd? We'll find out in a few minutes. Thank you for the quiz. <laughs> Great segue. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, yeah, so that they, there was a lot to consider there. You know, people people really argued with their hearts on this one. You know, good effort, guys. Really, it's. It, I didn't know much about Doom going into this one. Um, I was I was aware of the uh, first person shooter sequence once it got mentioned. I had heard of that. Um, it sounds poor, to be honest with you. But you can't blame for trying. Bit gimmicky, but it's innovative. You know, give them points for effort there. Uh, it sounds like a decent cast was assembled. You got the Rock. Uh, Carlaban, I mean, it's a Keith Urban there. Carlaban, <laughs> Rosamund Pike, Doug Jones, Richard Brake. There's some good actors in here, some good supporting characters, um, and, and some good leading actors as well. So it, it's all the pieces seem to be going together. You've got a decent director, you've got Stan Winston Studios, which is very exciting when you've got practical effects. There were pieces here of a very good jigsaw, you know, but when the pieces were put together, there were a few points that um, Alex and Joel made that I did find quite concerning. You know, uh, The Rock being miscast, the more I heard, the more I started to think maybe they're onto something there. Maybe this wasn't a role for him. You know, this is, oh, he oh, may have used it as a stepping stone. This may not be the film that he he, uh, he really did Lynch's career on. Uh, it's too dark was another big point that Alex made. And it's like, yeah, I can believe that. But I remember when we did Insidious, right? And I said the sound levels are off and it just makes jump scares a cheap trick. And I was told to just go buy a sound bar. So you know, <laughs> Dave, your, your your memory is is almost too good at times. <laughs> Who told I you was to gonna... buy a soundbar? By the way, Alex told me to buy a soundbar. I didn't. Fucking... <laughs> I don't remember these sorts of things, Dave. <laughs> so I can say, okay, it's dark, and I believe Alex when he says it's dark. That is an issue. The Battle of Winterfell is is case in point. But people did say about the Battle of Winterfell on older TVs, you got a problem. If you just like use a more modern TV, or if you up your contrast, yada yada yada. So I'm gonna have to see with it my own two eyes to see how big an issue too dark is does sound like it's a bit of a problem though the plot ripoff that alex pointed out yeah it does sound a lot like resident evil meets aliens and that's not what doom was supposed to be doom was about demons kind of invading mars you know it's it's kind of it was supposed to be more you know i was thinking more like event horizon you know which is more like hellraiser in space sort of thing you know there was potential here for doom to be adapted and although everyone said there's not much to adapt you know gav acknowledged that himself there wasn't much to adapt from the game necessarily but then why change it if there's so little you've got to work with why are you playing with it and tampering with what little you've got and like joel said himself you know you sh they should have stuck to the bare bones at least and then just fleshed it out uh joel also said very few redeeming features Rosamund Pike apparently good performance. Everyone seemed to agree on that, but you know, bit of a bit of a mess of a character wasn't really used properly. Basic damsel in distress I've written down here, and it all comes down to really a lot of the points that Gav made. It did, it does sound that this film gets a bit of a bad rap, and I'm going to be interested to watch it and see what I think. There was some conviction to Gav, but some conviction to Gav, and then I looked in Alex's eyes when he said it's a hot mess of a film, and that that conviction was there. And so I, after much deliberation and fair play to both sides on this one, I've decided to put Doom on the shit list. And time will tell if I'm right or not to uh, do uh, so. Uh, uh, Dave. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> it sounds like there's some redeeming feature. The, the rocks up, Vin Diesel's upset with me now. <laughs> to be completely fair, Dave, you make it sound a lot better than it is just in that yeah. summary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like the trial's over now, guys. You can take the knives out, right? <laughs> Let's give some honest opinions now. And I'm going to start off with so, yourself. I'm. Not gonna lie, it's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but I still enjoy it anyway. And Dave, you know what, man? I think it's gonna be the type of movie that you enjoy also. Mm. I remember 
Alex alluded to this earlier when I first watched this. Alex was visiting me at uni and we rented the DVD in the morning after much deliberation. We just picked Doom because we said it looked pretty shit and we could have a laugh whilst watching it with a few beers. As the day went on, we joked about having to watch Doom, which then became looking forward to actually sitting down and taking the piss out of Doom, which then became genuinely looking forward to watching <laughs> Doom. <laughs> which ended in this sort of fervent craving <laughs> to watch the film. By the time we finally watched it, it felt like we were watching Die Hard or something. It was. <laughs> now, now, years later, Alex will give his own opinion on this as well, but like watching it back years later, and I realised that Alex and I perhaps just whipped ourselves up into a bit of a frenzy. <laughs> and that maybe the reality is that it's not actually that great. <laughs> it's like an angry mob that wakes up the next morning after torturing and torching <laughs> the town freak with pangs of remorse. <laughs> like, like we've already sent Frankenstein off on his little raft and so we feel a bit bad about it. Uh, but I can't deny, Dave, <laughs> I can't deny that I still enjoy it. Before recording this episode, I would never dare tell anybody out of fear and embarrassment well, I'm finally ready to nail my flag to the mast, to stand on my desk a la Dead Poets Society and shout, oh Sarge, my Sarge, I'm a Doom fan. Why, why bother? Just shout Semper Fi, motherfucker, in your <laughs> And everyone will know what you're talking about. Will be there, Alex. I think you're a Boris Johnson fan, you know? A little bit of Latin, getting back in the, into government. <laughs> That's definitely getting edited out. <laughs> I don't mind telling people I'm a Doom fan, but I don't want anybody, anybody to think that I have any sort of sympathy for Boris Johnson. Um, Alex, what is... No, actually, wait, I want to hear yours at the end, to be fair. Ozzy, what, what did you think? Oh, no, it's not It's not good. I, did, I, I didn't lie massively. You know, there are, there are sections where it's got, it's got a chance. It, but it just does. It's just not very well executed. Like I did think the first person shooter scene was actually quite novel. I thought they did a reasonable job. It's not. A, it's not the shittest action film in the world, but it's not a good one. There's better films you can put on to just be entertained. Okay, thanks, Ozzy and Joel. Well, I grew up on shit action films. I only had four channels on TV, and it was like Jean Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal like every weekend. And so there was for me like very few films that I struggled to make it to the end and I can remember around that time Aliens versus Predator 2 like I really struggled to get to the end of that but when I had to watch this again I honestly felt like I had this vision in my head of like you know prisoners being tortured and stuff in in the second world war and th that's what it, <laughs> it it felt like to me like it, it it's it's so bad like I can understand you know some of your guilty pleasures are like kind of half comedic in a way but this wasn't even that like i honestly think dave will see exactly what i mean when i said it's very much like those little videos at the beginning of alton towers when you get on the rides even like down to the outfits that they were it's like it, it, it's 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 something else well that's pretty fucking cutting to my soul but, uh, <laughs> on. alex has your I opinion am... changed at all since <laughs> That a little, it's back in 2005. <laughs> it's a little more nuanced, perhaps. I've, I've grown a little since then. I have fond memories of Doom. I always will. When you wait 11 hours to watch something, it does, it does, <laughs> change, it does change your opinions. It was the best thing to do in crew that night, by far, <laughs> without a doubt. I, I tell you, if we would have gone out for a night in crew, we probably would have experienced more horrors than we did. <laughs> it would have ended up into that first-person shooter sequence, wouldn't it? But the problem is, like, and I was like, if me and Gav watch this now, I don't think we'd enjoy it as much. I just don't think because, and like, it's what Joel said there, it's not comedic and, and there's nothing really to be laughing about, especially when there's lines, like I said, about that guy talking about strip searching and then the darkness of the film and the bad CGI and just the, the, the mess and this sort of rip off nature of the whole thing just it isn't even funny. So I, I have fond memories of it. I'll always remember it well, um, but I'll always think of Gav and I'll always think it's a piece of shit. So I, I don't know if I, it's hard to, hard to know where all of that gets uh, tangled up in, but 100% you've made the right choice. And I, I'd Gosh. be interested to see if you can come away from it, Dave, and having 
gotten any enjoyment out of it because I, I would possibly <laughs> say you, you won't get a single drop of enjoyment from doom but um good luck and enjoy thanks <laughs> right thank you alex and however lower than our previous film on trial which was what dreams may come which scored 52 percent and 84 percent critical and audience scores on rotten tomatoes you may be surprised uh, i'd lower yeah both. yeah i don't both. think the i don't both. think the audience would have enjoyed going to see doom coming out having watched a completely different film yeah yeah but both are quite quite low to be honest uh, 34% audience and 18% critical <laughs> which which does mean one in five critics <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't think it was shit so. yeah uh, okay well thank you very much for your arguments guys thank you very much for your summary there as well Dave and thanks to everybody who's listened to this episode. We really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to us all babble on about films each week. If you want more Films on Trial content, go on filmsontrial.co.uk. Check us out on any podcasting platform and follow us on all the socials at Film Trials on Twitter and Films on Trial on everything else. So our Guilty Pleasures season continues in two weeks' time when it's Joel's turn to pick a film. And Joel has picked... Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, one of those films that was released in 2005 that wasn't as good as Doom, I might add. <laughs> are we just doing a 2005 season? Are we? What, what? So, uh, yeah, so really looking forward to that, guys. But what have we learned today? Well, maybe Dave needs a soundbar, maybe Alex needs a new TV, or <laughs> maybe Doom is just shit. <laughs> Ultimately, Doom is on the shit list. And we're going to be back in two weeks' time, directly in your ears, as we continue our Guilty Pleasure season with Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Goodbye. Yeah, I, that, that's the thing. I mean, little do they know that you dress like you're in a Barbie film most of the time and you have the face of a Nazi doctor. <laughs> <laughs> 